0: Welcome to Machine Learning. Data engineering. Data engineering is uh, a group of individuals that work with data. And they are. their job is to improve the scalability. Um, they work in the cloud. Uh, they run the extract transfer load. They build the warehouses. They build the data marts. Um, they can work in some visualization. Uh, they build the ingestion pipeline using Singer Um, they they, uh, run scripts in a scheduled scheduled, uh, cron job and also you could use Airflow for dependencies because you might need to have uh, certain processes run before other processes. Like for example if you're uh, building surrogate tables then you'll need to have you'll need to have those surrogate tables built before you use those keys uh, in your in your replacement uh, ta- in in the fact tables. So you build your surrogate keys that are used in the fact tables. So um, you have to first have those surrogate keys generated uh, from the in the surrogate ta- tables and you do that with your identity identity uh, field and then using the primary or composite keys you then replace that with the surrogate key so those are uh, some things that the data engineer does and he's what he's trying to do is uh, improve the usability of the data so that uh, that it can be consumed by the end user And granularity is important because, uh, for example, maybe you're interested only, like you're doing analysis of financials and you're looking at account balances versus the uh, ledger detail. So yes, the ledger detail will roll up into the account balances uh, amounts, either by fiscal period, uh, year to date, or account balance, and, and uh, looking at that data at the detail level may not make sense in the sense of, uh, you know, looking at each journal entry and uh, seeing, you know, and, and doing some offsetting or doing some measurements, like did it go into accounts uh, receivable, accounts payable, uh, cash, cash management. And, you know, thinking about those credits and debits of the accounting system maybe what you really want to do is look at your financials at the summary level which would be your account balances and then do your reporting from there because of this uh, aggregation speed so you're not having to aggregate all the detail it's already aggregated and then you can do your analysis for your trends and your financials that way. Then you can build your key indicators and your uh, trend lines and your uh, uh, distribution. Maybe maybe do a density distribution on, this, on this certain activity and, and try to identify where things are happening. So um, lots of tools that are available and then you pass that off and to the data scientist and the data scientist then uses that to look for trends and patterns. So that's uh, some of the value of the business intelligence is finding those trends and patterns and and optimization. The the new goal is efficiency and so if efficiency is the ruling factor then you want to look at your data, analyze it and get it in a form where you can see a trend in what's happening so there's uh the data engineer plays an important role in that uh, staging of the data bringing all the data uh, together understanding how the uh, data is organized and then putting it in an organizational structure that can be easily consumed by the end user so it creates that insulated layer, and then you have more of a intuitive way to look at your data, much like the way our brain does, by associating hubs as we connect and route uh, through our, our map uh, routes through our data to explain how things are related or correlated. And, and it's amazing really how fast the brain uh, figures out how things are associated or related, and, you know It's almost as if it's comparing all the possibilities at one time and uh, and Then finding the optimum uh, correlation and it would be interesting to know uh, if you took a person uh, and and you uh, gave them let's say 10,000 tables and how they would approach the task of figuring out what it means. Now, I was given something similar to that on one one project. I was given a manual, and it was an 1,100 page manual that had all the ERDs, uh, entity relational diagrams for all the data tables in the main on the mainframe, and uh, it it took a uh, it took a little bit of time for me to start writing the queries to understand how the data was related. But then I started to build uh, you know, these uh, descriptive names and I built views on the data. And then I was able to reduce down the complexity to some more simpler hubs. And I think that's what our brain does is it takes a lot of the complexity, a lot of the detailed aggregation or detailed granularity and we reduce it down into things that are meaningful, uh, and so I was finding that I could, once I did that, I could, I could understand the data better. I could get the data, I could find areas where uh, data was bad. I could, uh, you know, find control points, control numbers, and things like that. So I was getting more confident with my my extraction process, and uh, <clears throat> those are the. Those are some of the things that uh, uh, I think the machine learning will get better at. So what I did, I tried is, then I tried to just use the foreign key, primary foreign key constraint and just start building lots of small little queries uh, that were connecting tables and then analyzing the data that way. But what I found was there was, uh, when when you're doing queries like that, it can it can definitely find the connections uh, how it thinks the data should be connected uh, what I was using is uh, uh, using similar names field names and then looking for similar field names and constraints and then looking where they were the same as possible join parameters so then I took to the two tables that were had the four key constraints looked to see what the possible, connections were uh, between the two tables. And so then it would look uh, to see uh, every table that shared those same field names, and maybe those were possible uh, composite key connections, and then analyze to see if it would return one row or many rows. Because that's a lot of the way we navigate data in SQL is we write the query, then we analyze it from the standpoint of what the data returns, and then we try to make sense from the, the what was returning from these small queries. So the strategy is writing lots of small queries, and then uh, then building up from that. Now I seen a, I seen a one approach which they tried to do this uh, tactic where they built table functions. And so they build lots of table functions. And so I, I tried to uh, do that same approach, just build lots of little table functions and then build uh, views that were based on these table functions and try to attack the, the problem that way, then I could have a, a better understanding of the whole system through an automated approach to discovering the pathways through the data. And, uh, and that worked out somewhat better, but then what I realized is uh, probably the best way is to gain a good domain knowledge of the data. And then as you gain a better domain knowledge of the data, then build your fact tables and your dimension tables from that. And so then I you know, built a uh, couple hundred fact tables and uh, then I had my dimension tables. And what I started to realize is that once you gain that level of understanding of your data, then, you know, that system doesn't change that much. You know, you you consume it a lot and you put it in a Power BI or SSRS or, or uh, you know, PowerShell and consume those products that way, data that way, but it, it doesn't change that much from over time. So then it, some point, then you have a a pretty static form of looking at your data that's just uh, being uh, refreshed and updated.